0: Mike Mike and, Oscar. and the Oscar goes to 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 season and and the Oscar Oscar race checkpoint and we're back welcome to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am also Mike, and I'll be joined once again by Ryan McQuaid of In Session Films, chasing the gold for what will be part two of our big fall Oscars update. Go back and listen to part one for the rest of our talk about the film festivals, Netflix slate, and all the movies and performances we think Will contend. Today, in part two, we're going to continue that discussion and we're going to address some burning questions burning questions about the father with Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. Borat 2 with Sasha Baron Cohen and Maria Bakalova, and Mank with Amanda Seedfried, Gary Oldman, etc. We'll analyze the awards calendar at large. We'll go month by month to preview the film release schedule. And we're also going to dive into uh, some of the studio slates and speculate about what may be added to the schedule, for better or worse, uh, for Sundance, for January, for February, because those months look a little thin at the moment, and what the ultimate Oscar field may look like. Uh, by way of an update Mike 1 is doing well his dog is doing well and uh, we hope he and I will be recording together again for early next week Uh, Otherwise, we we feel very lucky, we feel very grateful to Ryan McQuaid to have booked him for this special. The fact that he made this a two-parter is just, uh, it's a Herculean effort on his part. And I thank him for that marathon Monday night recording session that resulted in these two episodes. So listen, make sure... You guys follow him on Twitter at McQuade 77 R-Y-A-N-M-C-Q-U-A-D-E, the number 77, and listen to all of the in-session film podcasts like Chasing the Gold, like Extra Film, where he did that Fincher series recently. And of course, as I said last time, he is all over the internet, contributing to AwardsWatch.com, contributing to Awards AwardsRadar, FilmSpeak and writing a whole bunch of stuff for InSessionFilm.com, where he is based. So, here's part two. Enjoy. So, two episodes with Ryan McQuaid for the price of one recording session. I am over the moon, which is not as good of a movie as you thought, Ryan. But I'm (laughs) over the moon that we were able to make this a two-parter. I loved part one, but we really dove into all those performances from the film festivals we're going to kind of transition from there but welcome back and thank you for doing this so much bud
1: i don't know why you say it's back to back i've been sitting here for days <laughs> waiting to finish this and so it's no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh it's wonderful to be back uh um, that is a dad yeah, joke <laughs> excellent dad joke we we have we've uh we've dived into some good stuff and and uh, and uh it's such a good conversation i, I just want to keep it going
0: so we were at Tour de Force or Soupe du Jour. Tour de Force is memorable. Soupe du Jour, maybe not, even though it's nourishing. We got two final perf- sets of performances from two movies. This next movie I have not seen, so mm-hmm. I wanted to leave it for this. So do, be careful with spoilers because I know it might be spoiler a bull, Spoilable? Spoilable. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman in The Father. I was hoping to see this. I did miss it at the festivals.
1: Oh, Da father, right? <laughs> da father. Um, like Defy Bloods, right? No, I'm just no, that's, I, joke. Yeah, that's a that's a dad joke right there. There um, you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was able to catch this. Uh, I don't remember which film festival I got this. At. They all blending together. <laughs> they all blend together. It was a smaller. I, oh, it was AFI because AFI had a, a, a screener that you could see
0: at a virtual screening. Were you a um, member or press for AFI?
1: No, 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 I w- no. I just bought a regular ticket, like regular. Damn, folks do. I
0: Every time I tried, it was sold out.
1: Yeah, I was yeah. Uh, somebody. Somebody was just like, it, "Their tickets are available for the father." And I was like, "Oh well, sign me up." And uh, and I did, and I was uh, fast with the fingers. Um, there you go. And so this was actually the last festival film I saw. Mm-hmm. So this was the last thing, a lasting impression, and uh, and you know, man, you know, there's a movie every year. Yeah. That I walk into thinking, okay, y'all are gonna hype this thing up. Right? <laughs> y'all are gonna just hype this thing up and it's not gonna be that good and I'm gonna be walking out here like the only, you know, person that's like, you know, this this movie the father ain't, ain't that great, right? Wow. You know, it's just it's just a movie that's the father. It's all just a movie about father. And so uh and I was talking to a bunch of people, I'm like, I don't know, what if I don't like it? And everybody's like, If you don't like it then you're shunned. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, calm down, you know Didn't know the mob from Beauty and the Beast was coming out of (laughs) it. I didn't like the father. Um, And then I watched it. (laughs) I'm glad I was wrong. Because this is, both performances are tour de force. This might be Anthony Hopkins' best performance of his career. Oh, my God. Right up there with Silence of the Lambs, The the Remains of Days. I mean,
0: he's so
1: good in this movie. And I will say this, beyond... His performance, which is sort of mind-bending, how amazing it is for a man of his age, and hmm. Coleman is very good too, for reasons I cannot
0: tell you. Friend. No, don't. because if I tell you, <laughs> it gets into the minutia of the the film. The trailer was and, something I had to watch like ten times, just because I was looking for clues and Easter eggs. It yeah. was that engageable,
1: and that's the thing too is. I can't tell you why this thing is extraordinary, because the structure of it itself Mm -hmm. is so magnificent and so disturbing. Wow. The Father is the horror film event of the year.
0: Oh, my God. This is music to
1: my ears. This movie is scary as hell. Because of, I mean, you obviously know that it's about dementia. What is, yeah, yes, like Alzheimer's. And and, there, and, yeah. and and I've had both my grandmother's and my wife's grandmother pass away from it within the last mm-hmm. two years. Oh, I'm sorry. It hits home. Yeah. So accurately. Wow. That you you it leaves you numb by the end of it. And I watched this movie at like 11.30 at night, and it's only 90 minutes. So it's not a bad, it's not an overly long sit. Mm-hmm. But it was 90 minutes, and I'm sitting there going and thinking to myself, by the end of it, and it's 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm going, how do I go to sleep now? <laughs> because I it, this was any slasher film, any you know paranormal activity movie, none of, you know, any art house you know elevated horror thing whatever Mm -hmm. this is this is scarier than any of that and and uh, it's scary because it's also so damn well done and this is from a director that's never directed a film before that's incredible it's a wonderful debut hawkins should be the winner (laughs) Um, (laughs) oh he should be coleman should be nominated, might double win, and beat uh, <laughs> beat her old friend, uh, which would I think Twitter would go up in flames. I will not be surprised. Um, and, it, and that's would, the way.
0: Yeah, twenty twenty. But there's a, my friend Mike, by the way. But yeah. there's, <laughs> but there's
1: a there's a reason why. Have me back on when you talk about them, because perfect. I want to, I want you to see this. I want everyone to see this, and then I want them to. Think about it because heaven forbid, if you thought about the movies you saw um, and then put yourself in those shoes of Coleman's character and realize what she's actually doing in that performance is diabolically brilliant. Like it's so delicious and so heartbreaking that you just fall in love with it. Like upon memory. And um, yeah, I mean, like, oh. it's, it's grown on me so much.
0: Sony Pictures Classics is uh, going to accept your resume tomorrow, Ryan. <laughs> and you will be yeah. uh, on their t- PR team. Because I've never yeah. heard a better pitch. I, I will watch that movie. I would pay $100 to watch this movie right now, the way you you're, just pitched it.
1: You're welcome, Sony Pictures <laughs> Classic. Um And I will accept any form of cash and check in the mail.
0: Excellent, excellent uh, way to start this off or continue it here. So th- that's the Oscar movie in any year kind of a pitch from you. Like this in any year should be nominated. Here is a unique case, this next one, and it's kind of going to start off our burning question segment, even though we're going to start with the performances in Tour de Force or soup de Jour. Sasha Baron Cohen and Maria Bakalova in Borat's subsequent movie film. I'm not saying the rest of the title, but... No, no, no!
1: You have to say the full title. That's (laughs) gotta look up the. Why, why would they write it if you're not gonna say it?
0: Well, all right. Well, can you start talking about the? Here it is. (laughs) Hold on. Borat's subsequent movie film: colon delivery of delivery of prodigious bride to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan.
1: There you go. Now, when we say this movie, the entire segment, you have to say the full title. Oh, Otherwise, I, I won't. But... I won't know what movie you're talking about. So <laughs> I'm just. No, I'm just kidding. I just. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's how ridiculous that title is. Ridiculous. And and I I have seen what you and some friends of ours have been saying about mike
0: was on the twitter earlier that wasn't me because but uh, okay no it's I, an mmo i, I I've
1: seen you y'alls hey y'all share that thing that's oh. y'all's thing all mm-hmm. right that's a texas thing y'all it's all not right that's the first that's a, time
0: you know that mike's gotten me in trouble but go ahead yeah, he's, you know yeah
1: he's your co-host if he's not getting <laughs> you in trouble he's not doing your job right so look in a normal year hmm borat subsequent movie films such and such and such comma 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 whatever would not be an oscar film okay and in 2020 it's not really one either okay but but (laughs) but that doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to be in the conversation i think it depends also on the on the election Mm -hmm. and how these results play out but i also do think that the original film got a screenplay nomination so you gotta take that into consideration and it has oscar sort of experience i'm not saying that also makeup right or (laughs) some of the costumes (laughs) and set pieces are extraordinarily a choice Or Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even be opposed, and I've said this, and people think I'm crazy, but I would be up for a Best Original Song nominee for the song at the (laughs) rally. I think that's the funniest, most terrifying song I've ever heard in my life. It was in my head for days. It's it's one I want sung (laughs) so bad at the Oscars. It's a blame Canada sort of situation, folks, that I want. Um, because songs that are in comedies never get nominated, and it wouldn't that be great if if that one got in there?
0: I want to see the people but, taking that one out of context. I just want to <laughs> zoom in. I want the camera to go around those faces. But of course, every, it's going to be I virtual. Wanna, yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's very Mel Brooksian oh sort God. of you know song, right? You know,
0: totally. Um,
1: but Maria Bakalova deserves to be in the supporting actress conversation. Full stop. <laughs> Big, full stop. Like she mm-hmm. is. Extraordinary. And the movie does not work without her. No. It doesn't. And so, this idea of these people saying, it's not an Oscar movie. <laughs> well, every movie is eligible for the Oscars. So, technically, every movie is an Oscar movie. <laughs> and yeah, if you watch this performance, and especially what did I say about Bill Murray in the last episode? I said, Comedy performances get ignored a lot. Yeah, and this reminds me so much of like a Mel Brooksian comedy, and it just so happens Madeline Kahn got nominated for Blazing Saddles way back in the day, singing about how she's so tired. You know what I mean? You know, (laughs) this performance, she's virtually at times the main character, and. You know, we forget about Borat, and Borat's not even really Borat because he can't even be Borat because of the, you know, disguises and everything, right? Because of the previous movie, she's really the person we carry through. And plus, she was in a room in a room with Rudy Giuliani, where he was doing some interesting things with his shirt.
0: She's a so lion for, tamer in this movie. For, yeah, for, I mean, she's got the a, performance, and then she's dealing with uh, live animals. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's literally she ate a monkey. And then she spent time with a guy that that is an advisor to President, you know, Trump, who,
0: you know, is is, is a horrible human being. Um, well, but, I, uh, you know. The reason I pushed back against Mike today, Brian, was, or the reason I pushed back with you against Mike, I wouldn't push back against Mike to his face because I'm a coward. But, I, you know, Mike. <laughs> sorry, Mike. Too, sorry, Mike. But he was pushing this movie away from the Oscars, and I was kind of pushing him like, we're going to have to do a Borat OSP, Oscar Sprint Profile Movie Review episode dedicated only to Borat, because I need to study this now I mean, Feinberg has it in his 10 for Best Picture, it's in uh, the 5s for Lead Actor and Supporting Actress, and Adapted Screenplay, Adapted doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but uh, maybe you can explain that, but it, it's in four of the you know big eight categories right now, and you're you're saying makeup and hair, even though I would say, you know, some of the makeups kind of bad in the movie. But all right, fine.
1: That's I, on purpose, I think. But
0: song, okay, yeah, I, mean, you, I guess you could make that caveat and uh, rationalization for it. But okay, supporting actresses, no question about it for me at, at this moment. Like I can't, like, where. Who else is better than her this moment other than maybe Olivia Colman? She's got to be in the five. And uh, Borat himself, there's Sasha Baron Cohen. You think about the stakes. You think about the political theater. You think about the national news coverage and the FU energy. Does that prevail? Well, I, we're recording this again the day before the election, so I have no idea who wins. I think if Trump wins, then this movie is almost guaranteed to be nominated. And if Trump loses, maybe not. Maybe it expires a little bit.
1: Well, also you got to remember, and this is me getting into politics in my mm-hmm. political hat, and so it's I okay. don't have a I don't have a political uh, you know podcast. But if I did, um, I could blend uh, you know movies and, and politics together because I think this, and I want to tell. All my friends out there that are like me and and hope that there is a change coming this week or in the subsequent weeks. Uh, I want you all to understand that just because President Trump loses does not mean he's going away and his people will go away or Fox News is going away. I mean, we all thought Fox News should have probably gone away after we all saw that terrible film in Bombshell. So, yeah. and they still are sticking around. Okay. Um, so, you know, what I'm telling you is if he's still around and Giuliani still got his wild papers and weird teeth, still is <laughs> just kind of like going everywhere to town, like, I got these papers. Oh, oh it's crazy. <laughs> then that was actually pretty good. I've never done really Giuliani before. <laughs> um, then. She's, this film's going to stay in contention. And this there might be some follow-up stuff with it, too. And there might be a defamation lawsuit, you know, because <laughs> on Amazon, which, I mean, it would be funny because, you know, Trump and Giuliani hate Bezos, who's the one that bought this film, Jeff Bezos. So um, there's a whole other campaign drama that goes with this film. Um, but uh, I want to just say that it's not out of the realm that this thing is going away even if Trump loses. And also, too, even if it does go away, it's still one of the better supporting performances of the year. It does have some good elements. I do think, though, the film overall, if you're putting it in a picture lineup, Trump win or Trump loss, I think that is a very misguided sort of, you're testing out the waters with your prediction kind of thing um, of the week because I'm, I'm straddling the fence. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that I want to just throw anymore. this in and maybe it'll get in. And, and look, I, I Scott Feimer is a very nice man and others are very nice men and women that do this, but come on guys, it's not getting in there.
0: It's not. And getting, okay.
1: that's the thing that you guys have to understand is, is that, it can get in legitimate categories like screenplay, like makeup, you know, his and outfits. Supporting actress, right. Supporting actress, his outfits I do think could be a costume play and it would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, but you're you're not getting in picture because the direction of this film is not very good. It's like they got a guy who just did stand up specials too. And even screenplay, you can make the argument, it's not getting into screenplay, it had eight damn writers on it. Like right. that's 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 a big no no. You know what I mean? So, um, like I said earlier in the other episode, Baron Cohen's going to use this movie to get him in supporting actor race. Hmm. The focus of this is going to be, I think, for his female co star. And beyond that, like, it's not like Borat got in to picture, you know what I mean? Into a ton of nominations either. So, and and that was made at the height of the, 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 the Bush administration and the hypocrisies of that and war and all this other stuff. Yeah. And it's a much more, it's this film's also not as surprising as no. the other one. Mostly because the surprise were spoiled by the internet two days before we could see the film. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, but it, it just, it, you know, for me, you need a there are realistic, Expectations for some movies, and then there are heightened temptations for some and expectations. Temptations and, yeah, is a
0: great word. Yeah, you
1: you've really just got to not grab that fruit on the vine. It's it's you know, it's easy to go and grab it, and, and it's, it, but it's but it's another thing. So it's another, thing, it's another though, thing to right? leave it there. John Stewart always used to get mad at CNN for leading fruit on the vine when they asked questions. <laughs> Sometimes, I think with Oscar prognosticators, we got to leave the fruit on the vine when it comes to leaving our personal out of our professional picks. And this is one of those instances where you've got to leave the politics at the door because some of y'all are going to be picking Hillbilly Elegy to get a bunch of nominations. And I know you don't agree with that film's main character's politics, so don't do the same and think there's there's going to be a hillbilly elegy and a borat in the same
0: category like wow
1: yeah com, yeah it's not going to happen you know
0: well that's that's a fascinating take and i i i'll I'll leave it there you know I, you know i i tempted to play a little bit of dev you know you know what i will take play <laughs> devil's it. advocate for do 2 it. minutes because last year and i'm i'm throwing your own words back at you last year you made one of the greatest pitches for why Parasite would win that almost changed my prediction a couple of weeks before the Oscars on Chasing the Gold when we were there and you almost convinced me to pick Parasite I was going to change I walked away from our conversation I was like I have to change this because he's right this is the movie of the year this is the movie of the moment it had this moment and that moment and people are crazy for it I mean we could see the applause and the standing oh and look, in 2020, I think we've had two movies with quote-unquote moments. And I, I know all these beautiful film festival movies have done it the hard way, and they built up the grassroots campaign. Mm-hmm. And they're slowly but surely winning people over, hearts and minds, one heart, one mind at a time through the virtual screenings. But look, Borat, with some money behind it, and Jeff Bezos and Amazon – had a movie moment over the weekend in all the news, uh, every major news outlet in the world. That was a moment. Otherwise, the other moment was was Trolls World Tour. Even Tenet failed to <laughs> – but Trolls World Tour for kids yeah. – I mean I know I, I turned my back on that that weekend. I've seen it since and I'm not a fan. But I, I mean, at the time, Trolls World Tour was the movie of that moment. And Borat's the second to a much larger degree, if you believe the Amazon numbers, where the audience size is in the tens of millions, which would have been almost a you know hundred to two hundred million dollar opening weekend. So that movie managed it in a year without a movie of the week, so to speak, or a movie of the week phenomenon, an mm. opening weekend phenomenon, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, this isn't Parasite. Um <laughs> So we can we can get that quality issue out of the way. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, just, it's know. not. You know, it, it doesn't have the buzz like. I'm not Paris saying does. it's a
0: contender, but it could. Could it be in a Trump win the ninth of ten best pictures? No. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, you can. I bet the farm on that one yeah for sure like i'd, 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 I'd bet the minari farm on that one for sure Very good. Um, Very uh, good. If that, it, it just i can't see it it may be in a year of just straight 10 yeah maybe in a year of straight 10 but i do think that there are i mean we haven't heard stuff about news of the world judas the black messiah right. we still have stuff from like tenant the five bloods um you know something like an invisible man you know, never really sometimes always things mm-hmm. from the first half of the year you know then you have a promising young woman coming out then you have mank then you have all these other things that are still haven't been you know that people haven't seen yet borat's going to get lost in the news because of the fact that yeah the whole thing about i'll say this about the Giuliani thing is it shocking that Rudy Giuliani did that like when you saw that were you? actually shocked no like have you heard the man speak like in the last 20 years mm. like you know went from you know uh, america's mayor yeah. to to the the crazy old guy Ugh. you know that's probably should be locked up in the same place that uh robert de niro's character was at at the end of the irishman like yeah. you know it's 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 like he's got to have soft foods that's what I'm saying about Rudy Giuliani, all right? So it's it's he's a crazy old man. He sold it's his soul. It's not surprising. Yeah. He sold no, his soul a long time ago. Yeah. All these people that that are, are with the, that camp have sold their soul a long time ago. Ethics are out the window. It's not surprising. None of it was. It was just, you know, kind of, you know, just sad that didn't get to act, I didn't get to like experience that cuz I think I would I think I'd be more serious about it and I probably would consider it more of a shock mm-hmm. if it wasn't spoiled for me before everybody was supposed to talk about it before the embargo left.
0: Yeah, and, the internet uh, giveth and it taketh yeah, away. And yeah,
1: and then it took it away. And, and so therefore, the shock value is not there. I'm sitting there trying to wait for this thing. And then also too, like Sasha Baron Cohen has been notoriously known for editing his material to fit sort of his comedy, because he's trying to make a film. So yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Rudy Giuliani is innocent, because the film speaks for itself. <laughs> uh, and his actions before it. But it's also, it's, you know, it's a difficult issue. And I don't think beyond this weekend, anyone's really talking about it anymore because okay. we're going to move on to the election and, and, and stuff. But we can talk about supporting actress and other categories because those will probably be where Amazon goes. But I guarantee you, if we get into the crux of it and if, and if Biden does win and this movie is being talked out about, they're like, we're still talking about Borat? Like, didn't didn't that do its job? All right, just final. To get, get him out of there.
0: Final Hail Mary playing devil's advocate here. Okay. Keanu Reeves is uh, in that replacements football film, and he's also <laughs> in the devil's advocate. And here I am just lofting it up. Okay. Maybe it has a chance. What if Borat wins the election for Biden? Are people going to credit him in Hollywood with that <laughs> last second push if it's close? No, Any chance?
1: No. No, because the virus will be the number one reason. Yeah. No, it's true. Of course,
0: of course for, but the, I'm just saying Hollywood could be a little wonky at times. So maybe they look for, at for him and they I'm give telling him more. You, sense if of
1: the anyone takes if if ho- anyone in Hollywood takes credit for this, that <laughs> will be the Imagine video all over again of yeah. you know, when you remember when Wonder Woman and all of her friends and everybody else was singing Imagine over the over the uh over the summer and everybody rolled their eyes and got mad at that yeah it happened in show business though yeah you know george coney's
0: speech happened uh on an oscar stage you never (laughs) know i'm just goading you at this point but uh, i i I, I tend to agree with you
1: yeah it would be like come on come on like really you're gonna take credit (laughs) for this like and discount the millions of people and all the all the efforts and and also to the president for just opening his mouth The current president. So,
0: oh boy, again, we're recording this the day before the election, so don't we? We don't know yet. I'm
1: not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm very nervous. So even if even after this comes out, know that I I'm nervous as hell about everything. So I'm not putting it either way. Like I'm. I'm just. I'm scared. I'm scared at this point.
0: (laughs) That's 2020. There's a lot of uncertainties. I will tell you. I will tell
1: you one thing that is uncertain. Okay, I will tell you that's that's actually been clarified in our conversations. Mm-hmm. And it was announced tonight. So this is breaking news. I'm breaking news on oh, your wow. show. I'm going to do it. <laughs> the One Night in Miami crew has been decided Oh, tonight. Yes, this has been decided. So Amazon, our illustrious leaders, um, they have decided that Kingsley Benadir and Eli uh Jury or Georgie or whatever okay. or the man that played Cassius Clay will run as leads and wow. Aldous Hodge and Leslie Odom Jr will run as best supporting actors. Amazon's confirmed that via Clayton Davis of Variety tonight.
0: Fascinating. Mm-hmm. So that really
1: good on them.
0: Good opens on them for making Leslie Odom, the right yeah yeah.
1: That good on them for making the right call. Mm-hmm. Good on them for making the right move in that category. That being said, I, does that hurt Stephen Yun? Does that hurt Kingsley Benadire?
0: It hurts Stephen Yun, yeah, based on posturing.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, and and that for if I was a twenty-four,
0: I'm thinking of moving him to supporting actor. Got the moves. Just make you know, the move. move. Just make it the move.
1: It's a it's the right move to make. Like I said, like uh, I said thank before.
0: you. T- t- I thank you for having your notifications on. During this recording. <laughs> That's a, a, a great job. Uh, by you. Uh the second question and where I was starting to transition is that you know, twenty twenty is full of uncertainty. We may actually have a sure thing in this Oscar race and it's one syllable name and it's Mank. We've gotten the Mank teasers, we've gotten the full trailer, we've gotten the first reactions. We've gotten Ann Thompson's article that senior Oscar voters are going to love it. We've gotten uh, a word from the other, I think it was Zach Sharp from IndieWire. They were like, you know, this is going to be a, a cinephile's uh, favorite film. I just watched a documentary on Orson Welles last night. I, I read a book earlier in the year on Mankiewicz and, and the family and the brothers. And I, I'm deep into the lore right now myself. I think I was a little guilty of not uh, doing a, a Fincher files and a a make mini series as mike and i were going to do this fall we just building the website we didn't have it but i am going to go back and listen to the extra film fincher series that you guys have done i think i have to do that now and i i was just feeling kind of sad that we didn't do fincher this year the way i didn't i didn't click on those but i i i hear your work is stellar and stellar everywhere else bottom line though it's been a decade since David Fincher was nominated for Best Director. Clayton Davis, your old pal, says with Mank, he'll get another nomination. Is this a sure thing? How do you view Mank right now?
1: I love agreeing with Clayton Davis. Um, <laughs> just because Clayton's, I mean, he's like a mentor in every sense of the way. Um, Clayton and Thompson, and Thompson, by the way, just a legend, um please follow, we, please, yeah. please follow me please please follow me and i'd love it uh one day um <laughs> i follow you You're well amazing. that was a bucket
0: um, list no no offense yeah. to you ryan mcquaid but that oh, was a wow. bucket list getting here we ann go thompson <laughs> no himself. hey if yeah. i
1: could ever get ann thompson on <laughs> chasing the goal that I would we were say so lucky. As well.
0: uh, and we, we just caught her at the right time at the beginning of the pandemic and i just uh, oh. uh well so what an what an episode that is i still re-listen to it and it's some yeah. of our our best no, work she... any non McQuaid episode that that's the <laughs> hey, one to
1: listen to listen I always say that I am I am your best and favorite guest um and that's just <laughs> is true but when you have Ann Thompson on um I'm number two and that's totally fine I am totally fine <laughs> being second place her runner-up um like I said and I'm I'm buttering the bread just just follow me on Twitter that'd be <laughs> great anyway um they're both right. From what I've heard uh, about this film, and I haven't seen Mink yet. This is right. I'm dying to see Mink as 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 a guy that's covered this uh, with uh, my co-host Jay on Extra mm-hmm. Film for Session film. We have dived in and seen every one of his films, yeah. all ten of them, leading up to this. And I'm jealous,
0: um, and I, I'm I'm going to shout that. I'm going to listen to that. It's like one of the first things I'm going to do. Uh The most guilty I felt not listening to your david Fincher series, but it was it was one of those it was just pure jealousy, and I admitted before to being a coward. This is me being just a jealous uh, just an asshole, and you you've done a great series one after another, and I gotta listen to that
1: no well, no need to be jealous um <laughs> as long as you listen to it at some point you're totally fine, but i've always been like this with Mank though yeah from from the expectations that everyone has said. This is a best director play. This is not a picture play. Um this oh. is this, this is this is technical du jour. OK, this is this is uh, Seyfried and and Oldman and maybe Charles Dance. But Tom Pelfrey has been talked about big time. Um, this is Roma, basically, of, is what you're saying. This this is the Roma. This yeah. is the Roma. The trial of Chicago seven is their picture play. Yeah. And I said, and I and I said last year what their picture play was, and that was Irishman. That that's, and no one wanted to listen to me then, and people mm-hmm. thought I was nuts, and they were like, "No, it's Marriage Story and the Pope's." Um, <laughs> but I'm telling you, Mank is not your best picture play. It's not. And neither is Ma Rainey. Ma Rainey is a Chadwick Viola vehicle. Okay, okay? performances and, vehicle, and okay. that is performances And Hillbilly. That is your. That is that is Glennie Close, all right? You know, being grandmommy, all right? Or whatever <laughs> you want to call her in that film, all right? She's talking about good Terminators and bad Terminators, and and that movie is about Terminators. As far as I'm <laughs> concerned, that is the unabridged third film in James Cameron's thing that he always wanted to do, talking about, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Terminators. And then I think, like, Pieces of a Woman, that's going to be lucky to get in, and I would still think mm-hmm. Defy Bloods. I still think Defy Bloods is, is the the quiet one in the weeds, waiting to to emerge here. Interesting, it's such a strong film, and also it's it's ending what it means. It's very timely. I think that's a film earlier that you mentioned, you know, talking about Borat and Troll's World Tour. I think the Defy Bloods you because know, it, of Delroy Lewis' performance yeah. was such a um, um, it was a movie of the summer. Like you know, people it was just a, breath kept,
0: yeah. it was a breath of fresh air. It was a
1: breath of fresh air with something new. You know, what I mean, and it had a lot to say and it was right around the protests and mm-hmm. and everything that was going on and George Floyd and so many things that have been happening in this country that have been wrong for so many years. And, yeah, yeah, I think it's Chicago seven to five bloods and then Ma Rainey, maybe, and then make for pitcher in priority if that's what I was doing now for director. This is this is their shot. Go and Run. Because there, from what I've told, been told and people have seen, this is Fincher's, you know, just saying I want an Oscar. And don't think the man doesn't want an Oscar. He wants one. He's been kind of positioning himself that way for many years. I've done it, you know, on my podcast or whatever. It's he's really wants that thing. It's a very personal story. Um, in yeah. terms of not just you know behind the scenes of making Citizen Kane, but then of course his father wrote the script and, sure. and all these things. And it's his triumphant return. But just because he's returning, and just because this is a movie about Hollywood, it's got to have something more than that. And this movie doesn't really seem like it has something more to that. And it's playing perfectly in the in the Oscar bingo, which is, Fitcher's winning director, something else is winning picture. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a split. We're going back to split this year, and you just got to figure out which one that's gonna be. And so, I'm excited to see Mank. There's there's probably no other movie left on the calendar that I'm more excited to see. Um, that being said, in terms of its oscar best picture contendership mm-hmm. right now it is a director play cinematography acting nominations picture nominee, probably might even be the number one film that is nominated Oscar morning, but it will not win best picture
0: fascinating take fascinating take and it may and it's in line with what what we're hearing but uh, uh for sure we gotta we gotta see it and it would be an irresistible narrative to you know adapting his father's script winning his first oscar winning the long overdue oscar that again might be catnip to the academy in a year such as this where hopefully they don't have to give any f's at the end of it because we've been through what we've been through all right my last two burning question categories that we can kind of put into one and maybe Let let, let me put it this way. I wonder which you're more excited about because I nerd (laughs) out. I really do nerd out about the documentary feature category. But like most of the things I nerd out about, I get my heart broken every year. And I've gotten my heart broken the last three years because my favorite documentary each year, Apollo (laughs) 11 and uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor and Jane – these movies that have won critical awards that I expected to win, or at least get nominated, get snubbed, and mm-hmm. are bounced out. This year, Crip Camp is my favorite. I don't know if it's as much as a resounding favorite over the others, but I've seen like 20 good documentaries. And 15, I think, are very oscar So I'm wondering what you think of the documentary category, as opposed to the animated feature category, which seems to have... More of an established three or four. And you can have a lot of people crash that party because kids are going to need movies during this dark winter. What are you more interested in? Doc feature or animated feature right now?
1: I am more interested in animated feature Mm -hmm. because I've seen Wolfwalkers. Very good. And it is a very good movie. The and artwork, oh my god, it's just Im- impeccable, you know what I mean? And it's it might be there that studio's best film, I think so. Yet. But there's this movie coming out, and it's called Soul, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's from a little place called Pixar. <laughs> sure, and I you talk about a movie that I think could make best picture and could win oh, best wow. picture. I think it's Soul. Let's and and I think that we made history last year. Why couldn't we do it again? And look, there have been, there have been a ton of animated films uh, that should have been nominated, should have won Picture. Oh, yeah. Best films of their years. From Pixar. Thinking, I'm thinking from Pixar, I'm just thinking of anything that Hayao Miyazaki's ever made or something like from Ghibli and Grave of the mm-hmm. Fireflies mm-hmm. or anything of that nature. Um, And I think that... With this team that they have and Pixar, who is going to debut this on Christmas? The right move so everyone could see this. Yeah, and they had a reason for that they want to debut it at Cannes. That means that they think it's strong, and that means they think it's it's very good. And they've got a player on their hands here. Yeah, and I think they do too. I think this could be original screenplay. I think that this. Could this is animated feature. I think that this could be picture. I think that this could be score. I think this could be uh sound. Mm -hmm. Um I even think, and depending on it and the race and how it turns out and how good Soul is, could be a director play, maybe a five spot. Um just because that's how strong I think this is. This is in my top five for picture right now, and it hasn't moved. And the reason why it hasn't moved is because this will be disney's movie to push Mm -hmm. they really aren't pushing anything else and so they will put the might of that plus pixar behind it now i know we have to get over the stigma that we think that animated films (laughs) are not of the caliber of live action but we also had to get over the stigma last year that movies not in english can't win best picture and i think that soul has the ability to build momentum for two, three months enough to get nominations. And then it is a, could be a comfort food film. People it love could have Pixar. a moment too. It could, a moment. Yeah. it could have a giant moment. It could have a giant moment. It could, it could, it could be revolutionary. Yeah. Stepping into 2021 due to the fact that if it plays successfully enough and Disney doesn't, lie about the numbers like i think they did with mulan <laughs> then i think you have something special here in a model for them to build on for these 2021 titles that i'm sorry studios you are bottlenecking yourself for 2021 and nothing's going to make money so some of these big studios are going to yeah. have to bring some things to streaming platforms to try to make back at least profit um you know or just their budget and then at that point i think that that's why soul is so interesting. But then you have wolf walkers. That is a very good film mm-hmm. and is is and in any other year would be a front runner. So if soul isn't what I think it's going to be, which I think it will be because I, I have uh, people that have seen it and uh, they love it. And <laughs> if they love it like and everybody else loves it like they do, then I think you could have an interesting race on your hands. Um, if it is if it's lesser Pixar though but if not mm-hmm. you 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 have to look at the animated thing of, of 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 like last year with um, you know you had great films in the four language uh, competition but Parasite was the one above and beyond and yes. the only reason that was because it was a masterpiece yes so that's what I'm why I'm looking at that and so in terms of of, of Doc's for me, there's two docs that have really stood out above everything else this year. Oh, good. Everything everything else has sort of been okay, or I just haven't seen yet. Like I still you know, or or I was just like, okay, that's fine, we am gonna move on. <laughs> one is Dick Johnson is dead. Yeah. Um, because it's such a, a beautiful film. And the other one that I actually think is gonna be very relative, and I think Apple T V Plus should push this thing very, 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 very hard. hmm Is Boy State. Boy State is a wonderful representation of where our American politics are at right
0: now. My God. Terrifying, but yes. And
1: I talked about The Father being a horror horror film. That is a horror film. (laughs) Like, I think this year has been the defining thing of what what movies that aren't horror films in the genre are actually (laughs) horror films. And that, that whole thing is. I mean, there's one character in that film that you start off with and you're like, oh, he's not that bad. And then by the end of it, he's like mastermind this whole thing. And you're like oh that guy can go straight to hell like you know I mean? like <laughs> you're like good god like no so um yeah those are the the but it's not really exciting to me i guess and i and i because look i think crip camp is a is a d de- it's not my favorite doc of the year I, I, mm-hmm. I really didn't like it to be honest with you oh uh, no i like the subject matter but i like the, but the film the way it's constructed i i it, it bothered me
0: some. You didn't like the parallel narratives of the, the camp and then after the camp, huh? I know that no. worked on me. That really worked on me. Yeah, uh, and that, I, well, it's, it was, I work it's with kids too. Yeah, I mean, maybe it hits home because I work with kids. I, I coach kids year-round. And, you know, you think about what they learn while they're kids and then applying that later on. And it just I, I it suckered me right in. I loved every every minute of that. Uh, and I love that two-act structure. But, okay, that, that's, that's, a, that's interesting because... you know, archival footage docs don't necessarily play in the Academy all the time. I could see a crip camp being that surprising omission. I could see Dick Johnson is dead. I mean, it's almost like Oscar pundits right now are picking against one or the other. They're not thinking both Netflix films get in, and Boy State is all over the map, and I I do think it's because of the deep field, and I feel like it's the year of the documentary. Uh, your, uh, your, your, Your pal Clayton Davis has done great work on this category and it feels like the healthiest of categories where there's like a slate of 30 films and it's my largest paragraph in my rankings to be honest that i'm going to put on the site soon but it's it's a huge list and you got films like collective and 76 days that in other years i feel should get nominated you got Mm. uh, the truffle hunters and gunda and you think cinema verite you got uh mlk fbi and totally under control and they pack a wallop, and then you just got really polished features like the Painter and the Thief, and on the oh, record. I mean, yeah, that's a good movie.
1: Actually, painter the Dissident and, the thief, and
0: Assassins cool. are controversial. Uh, <laughs> you got uh, battle cry movies like All in the Fight for Democracy. I mean, it's loaded.
1: John Lewis, Good Trouble as well. Yes, um, we reviewed know, like, that. Uh, oh man, yeah, a long list. It, it's a it's deep. There isn't just one that, like in years past, where I'm like, man, like right. that's hit me. You know what I mean? The way okay. Boy State did, or the way Dick Johnson is dead. Like, man, if Dick Johnson is dead, got nominated in that one. <laughs> I mean, I, good Lord, I would, yeah, I would, I would, I would Johnson. cry just on the <laughs> nomination alone because it's such an inspired pay. and it's Netflix, yeah. and yeah. they have and they're notorious for getting in to that category. I think that they're going to push that one, and I think that that's the right w- move for them to make.
0: It's pretty innovative, in how it's working. It's almost like a. Stage Boratty thing in a way, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's it it is innovative. Uh, the last burning question you kind of already answered, and I hope you're right so hard. And that this is a year where the academy kind of gives the people what they want, and hopefully, they are a part of the people and what they want. Hopefully, they <laughs> it's a slippery slope because if they give themselves what they want and they just award the people <laughs> in their group that have been overdue, that's one thing. But if they give us what the, I guess that's what I'm trying to angle for. But we'll see. We got the re- you know the next six months to talk about. But yeah. I, I, if you see my color coded nonsense here down the page, <laughs> I, I did map out where every movie is coming from. I kind of wanted to just go through really fast the months and okay. it's going to start heating up in November with this calendar. Yeah. You mentioned hillbilly elegy. You mentioned Ammonite earlier or I don't know if we mentioned Ammonite, but that was a festival. Oh, we, movie. No, we,
1: no, we didn't mention Ammonite, which uh, had people on the ground at Middleburg and other places fall asleep during that movie. So oh, no. it is uh a top five most anticipated <laughs> nap. I'm looking forward to it during the fall.
0: Um, it's not exactly blowing me away with its posturing for Oscars coming out in early November. But in a that April could Oscars. be the movie okay.
1: <laughs> that happens every year for me that everybody doesn't like. Okay, that I end up saying I don't know what the big deal is. It's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's all expectations, man. You go into it with, I guess, low ones now. I might walk out, you know, enjoying a little seaside rendezvous with Kate Winslet and Sarsha. Ronan, you know what I mean? So
0: you never know. Fascinating. We mentioned Sound of Metal being uh, a player for Amazon, and hopefully it, it has a bit of a, you know, builds some momentum uh, by releasing at the end of November. Uncle Frank is a movie I think we talked about in the pre-show, Paul Bettany, Sophia Lillis. Mike and I reviewed it mm. last week, and I, and I was very positive about it. Amazon is going to start to crank things up in December but they are starting to spread out a slate for once where they're going to be pushing multiple <laughs> films so that's kind of cool and the streaming oscars that would make some sense so I'm glad they're in the game here the biggest surprise to me about november is that happiest season i don't know if i was i called this out 6 months ago i don't usually pat myself on the back for predictions but i'm like happiest season has a decision to make they're either going to go to streaming because it's a thanksgiving film or they're going to kick to next Thanksgiving and they decided to go to streaming. So, Sony, uh, yeah, TriStar Sony here sold Happiest Season to Hulu, which is a strange pairing. Good news. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that can kind of build a campaign. Again, supporting actresses open. There's a lot of big names there. What do you think of that move by Sony Pictures?
1: I think Happiest Season could be the Crazy Rich Agents of this year. Interesting. I th- I really do. I think that it could be a globe's player. I think it could with that cast could mm-hmm. be a sag ensemble Love player it. if it's good. I mean, it's got a great message behind it too. Um, you <laughs> know, it, it it has a little bit of Family Stone vibe. Which okay. that movie, oh, that, no. that movie, you know, is uh-huh. this sort of a guilty pleasure around my house uh, for it is the, the holidays, but but it's <laughs> it's not an Oscar player. Um, I'm embarrassed
0: but, to admit how many times I've watched The Family Stone, even though I, I know it's a terrible yeah, movie, but it's probably yeah, three times. Yeah. How
1: many times I watched it during quarantine? Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks a last lot, HBO. <laughs> yeah, last week, uh, today. Anyway, um, but. Um, no, I I do think it it it's got a wonderful cast, and they've been marketing this for months. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a, like a like sort of like a Pride Month event, yeah, uh, back in the summer as well with it uh, with the marketing. Um, I really think they might have a crowd pleaser on their hands. And if people see it, like if people market it and and it's marketed on Hulu well, and it looks good and it gets great reviews, heck yeah, I think this I think that this could be a big a big play. And I mean, it does ride off of. You've got Kristen Stewart, who's very well renowned. You know, you've got Mackenzie Davis, and then you have uh, Alison Brie. You have Dan Levy, who's riding off the Shits Creek High. You have Mary Steenburgen. You have Victor Garber. You know, ensemble. You, you, you got an ensemble there. You know, and and it's it, it. I'm not counting it out. It could it could be the and like I said, it could be the feel good thing that people need to see right now. And could relate to for not seeing their families a lot around the holiday, so you spend it with Hulu. It's I, I'm writing marketing tonight, just about for everybody. To be honest <laughs> with you, I'm just Again? I don't know I don't know what you guys have to Hulu. I'm I'm waiting now for from I guess something from Neon or whoever's over there is in charge. Come on, <laughs> I'm waiting for those checks too because it, it, it writes team- itself.
0: Sony, though, here. I mean, that's another Sony-based product. I mean, I'm telling
1: them. you, Sony, man, we're, we're in this thing for a win-it, baby. Like, I'm just saying.
0: You're wearing that Sony foam finger on your hand. <laughs> I, I love it. And I'm a big fan of Sony. How did Sony. this get here? You know, Sony, Sony slates the finger. last few years. I, I've been a huge fan. Anyway, yeah, December feels like the first Oscars month you know, start to finish that we've had. We start with Mank, even though Mank's coming in theaters. We'll see it in theaters next week. We were talking, I'm Your Woman, Festival Nomad Nomadland, The Prom, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Wolf Walker's The Father as I move through. Death on the Nile. still on the board. We'll see if that stays. The Midnight Sky. Yeah, the one night in miami soul of course at christmas news of the world still there at christmas promising young woman sylvie's love which is a gorgeous movie even yeah. if the story doesn't quite work but I I, I I was a fan i liked it uh wonder woman probably moves but you never know you have an emmys play likely for hbo max with meryl streep and let them all talk from steven soderbergh but you you know it's possible because it could be eligible based on the yeah. rules right yeah. And I mentioned the father, but that that month is stacked. We could see some huge swings in terms of the Oscar race in December, right?
1: Oh yeah. I mean we all and you didn't mention Midnight Sky. Oh um, sure. which is with George Clooney returning, he's directing it. Uh him, Felicity Jones, David O'Yellow, I mean uh Ch- Kyle Chandler. Um yeah. that trailer released this week and and good trailer. For some, for some reason, man, I was like really hyped and maybe it's just me. I just miss George Clooney Um, because I think George Clooney is one of the greatest actors on the planet when he's doing great work. He's and swung
0: big and missed. At yeah. Times, but, but you know
1: what? I admire the ambition yes. and uh, he's a, he's an Oscar nominee. He's made a bajillions of dollars. He can for afford true. some misses and some swings. Um And it does look like it's, this is more of a stripped down film for him. Um so I'm looking forward to stuff like that. Um, Promising young woman, uh, give me all that, please, because I love Carrie Mulligan, and I've never and I haven't seen the film yet. And and uh, um, I'm also interested in News of the World because mm-hmm. I think that that could take up a lot of our tech sort of awards things. Interesting. I'm Tom interested. Hanks'
0: Fury Road. Yeah, yes. exactly.
1: Like you know, Tom Hanks <laughs> and horses, you know, saddle up. Um, but uh, then you have Wonder Woman still. Like that's that's a big player. Um, in terms of trying to figure out, like, okay, are they going to do a theatrical thing? Are they going to just release that VOD? Like, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're also going to be releasing Tenant on v- on VOD and yes, on back. DVD around that time, too. So, like, uh, you got to figure out what you're going to do there. Um, because of the fact that uh, uh, that could be an HBO Max play. You know, whoever for them.
0: Com- yeah, whoever comes out of December... The where the race stands out of December, it's it's gonna matter. It's and gonna we be got, a bloodbath. Yeah, sure. we got the critical associations starting to weigh in in terms of the awards calendar. So it, it really is going to be a telling month, and it, it, we're gonna feel the reverberations after that month. And I, I here's here here's the thesis statement for the I'll, I'll take January and February all in one, but the thesis statement is going to be I'm wondering. What else is going to come back in? So let let's just keep that on our minds. But we do have January. I carry you with me. I didn't get to see that at the festivals, but yeah, I wanted neither,
1: to. But I heard it's fantastic, and that's Sony. So I mm-hmm. have to I have to prop you it
0: up. have to prop it <laughs> so. up. Nine days finally get finally gets its release that month. Uh, from that's Sony, Sony. As well. and I have yeah. to prop
1: that up. Thank you. you yeah.
0: The White Tiger from Netflix. The Little Things, which may be more commercial from WB, but it is mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, Jared Leto malik there's a serial two cops hunting down a serial killer i don't know which is which who's the who Ooh. are the cops who is who's the killer but you never know i mean an, an irresistible trailer from uh bleaker street for supernova with oh. stanley tucci and colin firth is the movie as good as a trailer from bbc there yeah i mean i that's said bleaker the... it's bbc sorry
1: oh <laughs> no it's okay um the thing about supernova it looks really good but it, um is it gonna it that also is dealing with dementia too so does the father take a lot of the air out of the you know the conversation for that though it's also stanley tucci and colin Firth um playing a couple and it's like give film twitter everything they need and then some (laughs) and and also too like give me all of stanley tucci now one of the greatest (laughs) character actors of all time and uh what a lovely human being he is so um any Oscar love for him, he could fit in a supporting actor as well, race, um, and if that happens, I mean, I would look out for him too. I mean, you could have a scenario where two, uh, the two male actors win for playing roles of dementia.
0: And you that wonder thing, if they yeah. got a win at something like the Gotham's, where yeah. uh, a BBC film might be able to play. I think, I hope, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. If Bafta. That dafta could be a big play for it too but the gothams happened in january national border review and then in february we got all our big nominations for the precursors the globes the sags the choice oscar shortlist writers guild afi the globes actually happen on february 28th and we end of course february with the oscar deadline of the 28th february though in terms of what's been announced is we very little there we have paramount actually finally jumping in with the united states versus billy holiday from lee daniels audrey day we have the world to come and the courier which have played on one festival or another from Lionsgate and and bleaker french exit finally comes out from sony everybody's talking about jamie had a trailer that i was not a fan of there from uh 20th yeah. century disney but uh I mean, it still could be a fun movie. It's about an important subject. I I don't necessarily want to slam it yet, but it it, it bothered me. The trailer was just on the nose with the dialogue. Anyway, March hits, and we get the rest of of the awards calendar, but I I think we got some some movies that are kind of hanging out. We don't know when they're going to come back in. Minari's got to come in somewhere. We were theorizing on the last episode, maybe A24, goes with apple tv plus they've already got a deal with a bunch mm-hmm. of their other films good joe bell was a big yeah,
1: uh, that's not, yeah that's not happening we can we can move on to the next
0: <laughs> not oh really joe, that's not that's not I'm gonna sorry. happen no, no no no, all right so I, good joe bell no it's well, it's news to me I, i'm glad we asked but no
1: i'm just saying and just saying in general this being in this race there's no way that movie's getting in it. it could no. still debut within that time period but there is just no way that based off of everything i've read about that thing
0: really uh,
1: hillbilly elegy is taking that spot this year let's just say okay
0: <laughs> well it's about a, i mean it's about a grieving dead son i mean a grieving a dead son it's gonna be a brutal uh, that, watch
1: yeah that yeah. is true they do love uh, the oscars do love some good dead son movies i don't it's know it's a parade of sadness gonna... <laughs> though yeah, yeah, they,
0: they, yeah there may not be room for parades of sadness this year Ho- we hope that's what we're, yeah. that's our uh, bullish take right now judas and the black messiah though daniel me- kaluuya could take it all at the trailer of,
1: the, of the year trailer oh, yeah. of the year. I mean, <laughs> whenever they re- whenever they decide to figure out when this is coming out, mm-hmm. I would put this, I think they're waiting on the election to be honest with you. Um, but once they, once they figure it out, I expect this right in February, right before the deadline. And I expect this to sort of like go one-on-one with um, Lee Daniels, film, and be the be- and be the better of the films because I have no stock in Lee Daniels whatsoever and no mm-hmm. confidence in him whatsoever. And I think that WB is going to just surprise us as how wonderful this thing is just so the Black Messiah could could run the table and win Best Picture. Like that's did... that's that's a strong film.
0: Wow. I think. And it yeah. would be a debut from Shaka King there. I I would root for it yeah. totally, especially yeah. as a as a check on the times. Like if you're gonna have I I'm j ju- I'm just rooting for the film to be good, let's say first and yeah. foremost, but yeah, I, I agree. Now
1: if anything it's if anything at the end it's a Kaluya player very much in the same vein of The Last King of Scotland.
0: Has it's, to be has to be. I, I I hope so. Netflix has a bunch of movies that they haven't placed yet. Pieces of a Woman, Bruce, Concrete Cowboy, The Dig, Malcolm and Marie. Blonde, I don't think, is coming out this year, but that's Anna de Armas' Marilyn Monroe. You never know that. Who knows? I mean, it's it's it was planned for early 2021 last I looked, so perhaps that comes back in. I know that was on a lot of people's lists going into the year, uh, but we have Bombay Rose and Apollo 10 and a half. Amazon could come back with a net, and then, look, we have some big players from the studios that I kind of want to get into now. The French Dispatch looks like it's going to can. Connected, com- come back into the animated race. But ultimately, I want to talk about the Treasure Trove from uh, A24 because, mm-hmm. dude, like they're sitting on some big names. Mm-hmm. And I heard on your show from Eric about you know name recognition. And how that's going to matter in terms of the screener pile with this Academy. And they got Dev Patel in The Green Knight, along with uh, uh, the form uh, from the Danish Girl uh, Academy Award winner, supporting actress there, Vikander, Alicia yeah, Vikander. St. Maud and Zola probably are fringe plays, but they have a couple of huge names here. They have The Tragedy of Macbeth, Francis McDormand, Denzel Washington, Joel, uh, or I think it's Joel Cohen, mm-hmm. Red, White, and Water. Jennifer Lawrence, renowned theater director, Lila Nugaberger. And they have Come On, Come On, which is Mike Mills and Joaquin Phoenix going on a road trip. You never know. Do they come back into Sundance? That's a major question. That is, what yeah. is, how is Sundance going to be utilized?
1: Sundance is going to be utilized in the most manipulative state I've ever seen for the <laughs> Academy Awards. Um, shout out to Matt Neglia. Over at Next Best Picture for putting this sort of idea out there and planting in. He's not the first, but yeah. um, he's the first one I heard start saying this. And then um, Clayton Davis started saying this. And then everybody started saying this. And then I pushed back on it. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, no movies came out in the theaters and said, hey, you remember that thing you guys said? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and I know from the Green Knight's perspective that... Um, David Lowry says he wants to wait until theaters open. So I do not think that that will that will screen um, Zola. That's
0: been a running joke on our show yeah. because it's had such unfavorable best picture odds which means the gambling odds in vegas are very they're very high on it yeah. for a best picture contender it's that and it's shocked like all the way so till it's now it's not
1: it's not going to be one but um <laughs> but it's but it's a david lowry film and i can't wait to see it because david lowry makes amazing films uh yeah. zola and saint Maud, i've heard nothing but wonderful things but mm-hmm. um i don't want those to just be thrown on a streaming service um and then forgotten they about can't. Uh, well,
0: they can't be put on Apple TV+, though, with the whole four-quadrant yeah, thing yeah. and it's, what they're it's going just for. Not, to, yeah, it's yeah. not
1: going to work. But the one I would say that has the best shot of all of them would be Come On, Come On uh, right? to land at Sundance. The problem is with it. Come On, Come On is, what is the, the premise of it? It is a Joaquin Phoenix road trip movie from Mike Mills. Yeah. What's another movie about the road this year?
0: Nomad Nomad no Man Land.
1: No Man Land. in yeah. hell. If you are A24, <laughs> do you want to start having yourself compared to that? Because you will lose that nine times out of ten. Yep. So and I mean, shoot, you're gonna have to release it at some point because you're gonna release it next year, and people might just say, Oh, it's no man land for men. Um But <laughs> but I also think too, I love Mike Mills. I think he's a wonderful director. Beginners and Twentieth Century Women are two of the best films of its year. And so if a 24 wanted to make that deal to get Joaquin Phoenix, who's writing off an Oscar win, then I yeah. think that that would be wonderful. Um, I don't see Macbeth just yet um, from the Cohens releasing um, red, white and water. Um, I don't, I don't know about that either. I mean, th- those, those seem like we can kind of wait and see. Um, Probably going to wait and see. But I think, come on, come on's the way to go. And, Yet, I don't want it to release because it might get forgotten. I don't know. I'm very conflicted.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't run
1: 824's marketing. I run yeah. Sony Pictures. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, so.
0: That's right. But for better or worse, I do think films are coming back in the race. And it has been a silver lining where female filmmakers were indie films that typically – we hype up in a April or a March. I mean, we've done it the last three years of our podcast yeah. where we'll review something like a leave no trace or the rider, or we'll get hyped up about Chloe Zhao's movie from two years ago. Or, I mean, we'll get nuts about a hereditary as a genre film in late February, early March, or et cetera, et cetera. And those tend to get ignored. Those tend not to have legs. And uh, we've been saying all episode, we hope they do have legs this year. Matt Neglia said it on your show. There's nothing blocking them right now. Well, something probably blocks them, (laughs) some of them. It is going to be a survival of the fittest of those movies at some point, we think. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, look, like Disney is also sitting on a couple of movies that could come back in. And there's actually rumors that Next Goal wins from Taika Waititi, who's on an Oscars. It's ready. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's what I've heard. It's ready. French Dispatch is just sitting there you know
0: Stillwater from focus features yeah. the eyes of tammy faye from searchlight which has supposedly has some performances in that jessica chastain
1: yeah i'm telling you they These they've got some good come back they've got some gold winners especially you know taika writing off of jojo and mm-hmm. Stillwater's is tom mccarthy spotlight yeah um and then friends dispatch if we were having a regular year right if we were having a year where this movie had already come out and i'd already blown my mind um, like I expected it to, um, I'd be talking about Wes Anderson for Best Director and I'd be talking about Wes Anderson for Screenplay and I'd be talking about this picture for Best Picture. That's the sort yeah. of thing I could see his it It's his 10th movie, right? Yeah. It would just yeah, be it's, fitting. It's, it's, it feels like we're time again. And also the last film he had that was live action was Grand Budapest Hotel and look how that did. You know what I mean? And he's had a good streak of at least his films of the last three or four of them getting nominated. So he has a track record, and that the Academy does want to be in the bed with Wes Anderson. Plus, what is the the theme again? What does Wes Anderson do better than just about anyone? He makes you have an enjoyable experience at the movie theaters. Yes, he, he makes you feel good. So, therefore, at the end of that discussion, you know, you, you you know, when it push comes to shove, Disney's got good you know good marketers on their hands enough to to keep pushing those films and the thing is also too is is that with disney last year they put up a hell of a campaign for jojo and got taika an oscar and people were all like oh there's no way disney will push the nazi film uh it was pretty much in the top four and 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 a lot of its categories it didn't get director but it was probably the six you know what i mean and it, and it, it beat out big studios in order to do that so um yeah i, I and next goal wins i mean i don't see it being a, a big oscar player maybe
0: but it could it seems a little white savory yeah and that probably but doesn't it all, fly at all this year but you
1: know? if anything Tyka's now in the camp it seems like a more traditional oscar film than a jojo rabbit Mm-hmm. And it would probably give us Michael Fassbender doing another great performance. That's been hasn't happened in a long time. It's got Elizabeth Moss too in that cast. Oh yeah. So uh, I don't know. Like
0: you I, never know. You never
1: know. Like they do. They do take the weird, occasional film. Like they take an Invictus every now and then, or they take a a Philomena every now and then, or they you know that that you know is made for a certain audience. That you know, and I feel like. Maybe that's not fair to Taika because I don't think he's making a movie for old people or anything. But um, you know, it's (laughs) those movies are more just kind of innocent and they're just they're they're not going to offend anybody, you know. Right. And they're going to be a good time. And Taika does have a lot of whimsical in him and sweetness than a lot of other people do, and so that's where those could fit. And then Tom McCarthy, he's got Matt Damon in that, so. You know, it's Matt Damon trying to find his daughter. That's sounds pretty irresistible, good
0: to me. right? And yeah, Academy Catnip. And dude, I cannot thank you enough for doing these two marathons, <laughs> not just one on on our Oscar race checkpoint. Kind of an episode uh, this week. Uh, this was such a blast. But you're you're absolutely right. And and I, and I I did some research on the last few years of late breaking December nominations. Like the last time we had you, we talked about you know when every Oscar winner and nominee was released mm-hmm. and i mean we had three or i'm sorry we had four last year we had uh one two three four uh the year before and then we, then we had one two three four five six seven eight in 2017 mm-hmm. So we've had a lot of Oscar nominations come out of that last month of eligibility. We don't have that on the slate as of now. True. Going over that calendar, but, so it it's probably coming.
1: But there is one thing that you forgot to mention that you, we did talk about on that last show here right. on this wonderful podcast was <laughs> when we were talking about the first quarter. Yeah, and the first quarter breaking through. Well, could happen. It's going to break through this year, I think. And your winner yeah. might come from January and February. Of the year wow. of the next year, <laughs> and which that's what happens okay. when you move no, things back you. and it yeah. breaks the statistics. Yeah. And you're well, m- that's the thing, it just blows your mind right there, man.
0: We have a strategy that's it's built in. You have the launch pad with Sundance, you have the drive in movie uh, being something that can qualify. Oh, yeah, an Oscars run now, oh, yeah. and then you have two full months from the deadline, which is not something we've always. You know, well, it's something we've always had at a minimum, but it's not something we've had in a pandemic before, where everything's log jammed and needs its moment. So, if things do open up, I mean, the floodgate of everybody's going to move back in, right? Because you're, they're they're going to seize on the moment to make some money finally. Mm-hmm. So, if, if it does finally get normal in terms of the you know the 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 commerce out there, the film commerce. I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a blockbusters move back onto the schedule. Yeah.
1: I don't think, I don't think any are going to. Right. Um, the only one I, w- the only one I would say that. I'm this selfish. This is me being selfish, folks. <laughs> so just hang on. But uh, man, if Warner Brothers really wanted to just make me happy going into 2021, mm-hmm. just put Dune back in February, please. <laughs> just just do it. I need the Dune. I need to see that sandworm. All right. I got to say the word. The butt hole yeah, I got to see it. See David. Lynch. <laughs> see it to believe it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, uh, I'm glad we ended with a <laughs> wish. Uh, I, can't thank you enough, like I said. We're going on again. We're going to do another 20-minute rant, but i that's what we do mm-hmm. uh, when I talk to you. I, I, I love it. We, we've been talking all night, so thank you so much. Please let our folks know where they can find you yet again on the Internet, uh, what, what are your social media handles, et cetera. What do you got coming up, yeah. all that good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at McQuaid 77 You can follow me over at In Session Film. Um, I'm the uh, associate editor over there, and we have a ton of writers that are putting out amazing content from reviews from all these film festivals. And a lot of these films that we've been talking about, including myself, that have been writing over there. Um, and then, you know, various rankings, top tens, uh, classic reviews, you name it. We've, we're have we starting to cover a lot more over there, and we have an amazing staff, and uh, every one of them are fantastic writers that I'd love uh, spending time with and, and talking with about film. Uh, I also write over at Awards Watch, at Film Speak, and over at Awards Radar. Um, three amazing places as well uh, with amazing talent and uh, leadership there. And uh, then I also do podcasts. I do extra film podcasts uh, with my wonderful co host, Jay Ledbetter. And we are in the middle of a Pal and Pressburger series. And then we're going to try to figure out how we're going to end the year. Uh, with another series before we start 2021, doing some new ones, some different ones um, that I'm excited about. And I also do Chasing the Gold, where I've had the mics on. I've had various other people that are in the awards race talking about the Oscar race. Um, and like I told Mike, the... Uh, the The door is open for them to come back on i think that we might be working something out Gotta Having it. guys back on talking about some stuff getting some interesting things but yeah it's been an absolute blast i love this show i love doing it. all the wonderful Thank people you. sony pictures check in the mail baby let's do it <laughs> and uh and uh yeah but no for sure it's it's been a wonderful wonderful night of podcasting and and yeah sony pictures check and Thompson <laughs> follow please and then that would make my year that would make my year <laughs>
0: I am rooting for your year to be made for sure. But uh, thanks again, dude. In, in terms of Mike, Mike and Oscar, find us on all the social medias. We're at mm and Oscar on Twitter. That's the only different handle there. Otherwise, please rate review our shows on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Chasing the Gold and Mike, Mike and Oscar and In Session Film Extra Film. That's all in the In Session Film podcast feed. There, all those great. uh, uh, all those great different, uh, versions of the Inchesting Pillow podcast. Mm -hmm. They're on that one feed, which is awesome and very convenient. So bottom line is rate us where you can. It helps our shows grow organically. Ryan, thank you again. And, uh, I, am really happy to just dive into some Oscars talk because we're, we're actually getting a season. We've distracted ourselves from all the election nonsense, successfully and hopefully we've done that for the folks at home so thank you bud. oh
1: no it's been a blast and uh gosh i just hope when these <laughs> when these episodes <laughs> release th- yes. things have changed and i think everyone <laughs> knows what i'm talking about you know so hopefully oh God, hopefully hopefully crossed. things change and if they don't it'll be okay because we'll all be together that's right and we'll all bitch about it on twitter
0: that's right very good all right everybody we'll see you next time